بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين رب شرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما Last week we spoke about some of the excellent qualities that Abu Bakr as-Siddiq had. He spoke about his taqwa, his piety, his manners, his love for the Prophet And the Prophet himself attested to the virtue of Abu Bakr as-Siddiq Once the Prophet was sitting in the masjid with a number of his companions. So he was sitting and the companions were sitting all around him. And while he was in this gathering, Abu Bakr as-Siddiq was sitting to the right of the Prophet ﷺ, right next to him. And Ali came later on. And when Ali came, he was looking for a place to sit. So just try to imagine this. The Prophet ﷺ sitting down in the masjid, Abu Bakr to his right, and a number of companions all around. Everyone wanting to get as close to the Prophet ﷺ as possible. So it's a pretty tight gathering. And then Ali comes. And he's looking for a place to sit. So Ali was also very beloved to the Prophet ﷺ. So the Prophet ﷺ starts looking around at the faces of his companions to see if you know anyone would be willing to move a little bit and make some space for Ali radiallahu anhu. The Prophet starts looking around at the people. Will Ali, like he's saying, will anyone make room for Ali? Even though he's not saying it out loud, but he's looking at the people as if he's saying that. Will anyone just make some space for Ali radiallahu anhu? And Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu anhu, he understood it. He didn't need to be told things directly. He would understand these signs, especially from the Prophet ﷺ. He was so close to the Prophet ﷺ that he could understand what the Prophet ﷺ wanted without the Prophet ﷺ even having to say a word. So he saw what the Prophet ﷺ wanted and he moved. He was sitting on the right of the Prophet ﷺ and Abu Bakr, he moved to make a space between himself and the Prophet ﷺ. So Ali could come there and sit in between them. So Abu Bakr told him to come. He said, Ha huna ya Abu Hassan. Come here, ya Abu Hassan. Abu Hassan, that was the kunya of Ali radiallahu anhu. Ha huna ya Abu Hassan. And then Ali radiallahu anhu, he came and he sat between the Prophet وسلم, and Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu. And the happiness could be seen in the face of the Prophet وسلم, due to this gesture by Abu Bakr to make room for Ali so the Prophet was very pleased with this and he was very happy with this and you could see the happiness in his face the happiness could be seen in his face and the Prophet actually turned to Abu Bakr after this he turned to Abu Bakr and he said Ya Abu Bakr beautiful statement by the Prophet to Abu Bakr Ya Abu Bakr, innama ya'rifu al-fadla li ahli al-fadli dhaw al-fadl. O Abu Bakr, surely the people of virtue know the virtue in other people of virtue. If you are a person of virtue, you are a person of goodness, 
you can see the goodness in another person of goodness. So the people of goodness, they, they know each other. They know who each other are and they can recognize the goodness in each other. So what he's, what he's implying here, the Prophet ﷺ, he's implying that Abu Bakr is a person of goodness and Ali is a person of goodness. Both of them are Ahlul Fadl. So this just shows the closeness of Abu Bakr to the Prophet ﷺ and the understanding that he had for the wishes of the Prophet ﷺ, even if the Prophet ﷺ didn't say anything. That's how close they were. So this is Abu Bakr and the Prophet ﷺ attests to the goodness and the virtue of Abu Bakr as-Siddiq Also last week we spoke a little bit about when Abu Bakr became the Khalifa, when he became the ruler of the Muslim Ummah and it was decided that he would take a living allowance in order for him to have time to take care of the affairs of the Ummah without having to do business to earn money, he would take a small stipend or a living allowance from the treasury of the Muslims. And he took only the minimum. He took only what he needed to live for himself and for his family. Nothing extra. So no savings. Just what they needed to live. Hand to mouth. That is all that he accepted as his, his compensation even though he had the, the heaviest job in the world, being the ruler of the Muslims. So Abu Bakr an, he and his family, they were surviving, surviving on this small income, living their day-to-day -day lives. And one day, the wife of Abu Bakr as-Siddiq she said to him, Ya Khalifa Rasulillah, O Khalifa of the Messenger of Allah, I feel like I want to eat something sweet. We haven't had any sweet in a long time. Maybe we can get some, some sweet. And then Abu Bakr he said, sweet is not a necessity. Our income that we get, it is only for the necessities. What we need to survive, that is what we take. We don't have any extra income to buy any sweets. So she said, okay, she understood that. And then after that, what she did for a period of time was she tried to save a little money from that income over a period of time so that she could have some sweets. She didn't have sweets in a long time. She wanted to have something sweet. She had a craving for it basically, right? So what she started to do is she would spend on the expenses of the household but she would, she would save a small amount. So instead of buying the normal amount of food Maybe she would buy a little bit less and then she would save like a small amount every day. So she would, she would buy a little less of the foods that they were buying and she would save, store a little bit away of the money that she saved every day. And she did this for a long period of time. She did this for a long period of time until she saved up enough money to buy some sweets. She saved for a long time in order to save that amount just to buy a small amount of sweets. So once she saved that amount of money, she went to her husband. She went to Abu Bakr And she said, okay, I have some money now. Can you just go take this and buy some sweets? He said, where did you get this money? She said, this is from the allowance that we get. And I just spent a little bit less 
on the necessities of the household for a period of time and I was able to you know save a little bit here a little bit there until I gathered this amount to buy some sweets so can you go and buy the sweets and then he said you know what the fact that you are able to save money it means we're taking more than we need you shouldn't have been able to save anything how are you able to save anything the fact that you saved money means that we have been taking more than we need so that money that she gave him to buy sweets, what did he do with it? He took the money and he returned it to the Baytul Mal. He returned it to the treasury of the Muslims. And then he took a salary cut. It was like, okay, it looks like we've been taking a little more than we need, that she was able to take this and save it. That means we've been taking a little more than we need, so I'm cutting my salary. So he actually cut his salary from that point on. So look at this. This was the level of piety that Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu had. This was the example that he set for the people to come after him. And this is why Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu an, he said, Ya Abu Bakr, laqad at'abta man ba'dak. Oh Abu Bakr, you have made things difficult for those who come after you. You have set the standard so high, how are people going to follow you? So this was Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu an. Now the companions, the other companions of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they knew that Abu Bakr was the best amongst them. They knew that out of the companions of the Prophet ﷺ, Abu Bakr was number one. And this was something that was recognized by Umar ibn al-Khattab, by Ali, by other companions of the Prophet ﷺ. Everyone acknowledged the fact that out of all of the Sahaba, Abu Bakr as-Siddiq had the top position. Once during the Khilafah of Umar ibn al-Khattab a group of people came to Medina from Yemen. A group of Muslims, they came from Yemen to Medina. And they started talking amongst each other. Now remember, this is during the Khilafah of Umar. And these people from Yemen start talking amongst each other and they start comparing Abu Bakr and Umar. They start comparing Abu Bakr, who was the previous Khalifa before Umar, and Umar, who was the current Khalifa at that time. So. A group from amongst them said Abu Bakr was better than Umar. And another group from amongst them said, no, we think Umar was better than Abu Bakr. So they had this disagreement. They divided into two categories. Some saying Abu Bakr is better than Umar, some saying Umar is better than Abu Bakr. This news reached Umar ibn al-Khattab that these group of people have come from Yemen and you know, they, they have, they're having a conversation who is better, Abu Bakr or Umar. And some are saying Abu Bakr and some are saying Umar. Umar heard about this. The news reached him. So quickly he went to meet those people. He went to meet those people. And he said, Who are those who said that I am better than Abu Bakr? Who are the people who said that I, Umar, am better than Abu Bakr? So they identified themselves. They said, we are the ones who said that we feel that you are better than Abu Bakr. And then Umar radiallahu anhu, what did he do? He took out his famous stick that he would always have with him and he started beating those people. That how dare you can say that I am better than Abu Bakr. He started beating them and he said, Kana Abu Bakr atyabu misk wa ana adallu min ba'iri ahli. That Abu Bakr radiallahu an, he was more pleasant, he was greater than the smell of musk. While at that time I was more lost than the camel of my family. 
And what, he's, what he means here is that Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu an, he was actually the first of the men to accept Islam. And Umar radiallahu an accepted Islam a number of years after Abu Bakr. So he's saying, how can anyone say that I am better than Abu Bakr? When Abu Bakr, he had that Iman and he was with the Prophet sallallahu from the beginning. And in those early stages, I was still misguided. So he started hitting those people who said that he was better than Abu Bakr. So Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anhu, he recognized it himself that Abu Bakr was greater than him. A similar incident happened with Ali radiallahu anhu, also one of the great companions of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. A man came to Ali radiallahu anhu and he said, Wallahi, you are the greatest man that my eyes have ever seen. He said to Ali, you are the greatest man that my eyes have ever seen. And then Ali radiallahu anhu, after hearing this, he ordered that that man be brought closer to him. Bring him close to me. And then he asked him, Have you ever seen Rasulullah? Did you ever see the Messenger of Allah? And the man said, No, I never saw the Messenger of Allah. Then he said, Okay. Then he asked him, Did you ever see Abu Bakr or Umar? And then the man said, No, I never saw Abu Bakr or Umar. Then Ali said, Okay. If you had said yes, that you have seen the Messenger of Allah, that you have seen Rasulullah, then I would have cut off your neck. Because you said, I am the best person that your eyes have ever seen. If you had actually seen Rasulullah and still said that about me, that I am the best person that your eyes have ever seen, after having seen the Messenger of Allah, then that is disbelief. How can you say that I am better than Rasulullah? So I would have executed you if you said that. And if you had said that you have seen Abu Bakr and Umar, and then still said that I am the best man that your eyes have ever seen, then I would have beat you with my stick. But okay, Alhamdulillah, you have not seen Rasulullah, nor have you seen Abu Bakr or Umar, so I'm going to leave you alone. So he didn't do anything to him. But it, again, it shows that he would, Ali radiallahu anhu would not allow anyone to favor him over Abu Bakr or Umar radiallahu anhumah. So this, this shows the companions themselves, they even realized the greatness of Abu Bakr radiallahu an from amongst them. He was the greatest star of the Sahaba radiallahu anhum ajma'in. Alright, now during the reign of Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu an, during the time that he was the Khalifa, there were two Hajj that took place. Because he was only the Khalifa for a short period of time. He accomplished so much, mashallah, but he was only the Khalifa for a pretty short period of time. Two years, three months, and ten days. That was the period of rule of Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu So during that two years, there were two hajj that took place, of course. The first hajj during the Khilafah of Abu Bakr radiallahu he did not go for hajj. Rather, he sent Umar radiallahu to lead the hajj expedition that year. The first year of his Khilafah. Because of course, Abu Bakr radiallahu in Medina, he was very busy with all of the things that were happening. He was busy from the beginning of his Khilafah. So that first Hajj, he, he sent Umar to lead the Muslims in Hajj. Now the second year of the Khilafah of Abu Bakr radiallahu an, he went for Hajj himself. He went for Hajj himself, alhamdulillah. And he led the Muslims in Hajj that year. And after making Hajj, the people were gathered, the Muslims were gathered. He announced to the people, if there is anyone if there's anyone who has any complaints about me, if there's anyone who feels that they have been wronged, if there's anyone who feels that they have been oppressed, if there's anyone who feels that any injustice has been done towards them under my, under my rule, then please come to me, tell me. 
he announced that anyone who has any grievances come to me and tell me and the beautiful thing is alhamdulillah not a single person came to him with any complaint not a single person came to him with any complaint and that proved alhamdulillah that justice had been established in the land alhamdulillah allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allowed abu bakr radiyallahu to establish justice in the land walhamdulillah and everyone was happy with him as their khalifa radiyallahu anhu wa ardah in the month of jumadi al-akhirah in the 13th year of the hijrah abu bakr as-siddiq radiyallahu by this time he had been the khalifa for a little more than two years in the month of jamadi al-akhirah in the 13th year of hijrah abu bakr as-siddiq radiyallahu he took a bath on a cold day he took a bath on a cold day and after taking that bath he fell ill shortly afterwards and he developed a fever and the sickness kept progressing over a period of about 15 days it kept getting worse during his illness he was not able to come to the masjid he was not able to lead the salah so he appointed umar ibn al-khattab to lead the prayers in his place similar to how when the prophet was ill he appointed abu bakr to lead the prayers in his place and that was a sign that was a clear indication that the prophet wanted abu bakr to be the Khalifa after him. Now Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu he's ill and he's not able to lead the prayers. So who does he appoint to lead the prayers? He appointed Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu to lead the prayers, his closest advisor. Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu during this illness, he felt that perhaps he may not recover from this illness. He had a feeling that this may be the illness that will lead to his death. And one of his main concerns during this illness was keeping the Muslim Ummah together and united under one ruler after his death. That the Muslim Ummah, they must continue to stay united under one leader after Abu Bakr as-Siddiq passes away. So this was a, a very heavy concern for him. So he decided that it would probably be best to appoint a successor before he died. To take care of this matter before he died so that there can be a very smooth transition without any type of fighting or without any type of conflict. So he decided that it would be best, let me appoint a successor before I die. So there will be no, no fighting or no confusion after his death. And of course, Abu Bakr radiallahu he felt that the best person for this task to take over the affairs of the Muslim ummah after him, the best person for this is Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu but of course, Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu anhu, he would not make such a big decision without first consulting the people, consulting his major advisors, his close advisors. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَأَمْرُهُمْ shura بَيْنَهُمْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he commands that when you're making a decision, then you should, should consult others. You should, you should have a shura. So Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu anhu, he was following this command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he took advice of his close circle of advisors. So Abu Bakr radiallahu he spoke to Abdul Rahman ibn Awf radiallahu anhu. Abdul Rahman ibn Awf radiallahu anhu, one of the very close companions of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and a person 
whose opinion would be greatly valued by Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu. So he asked Abdul Rahman ibn Awf radiallahu what do you think about Umar ibn al-Khattab? I'm thinking of appointing him as my successor. What do you think about Umar ibn al-Khattab? And then Abdul Rahman ibn Awf radiallahu anhu, he said, Ya Khalifa Rasulillah, O Khalifa of the Messenger of Allah, you know him better than I know him. What you know about him is more than what I know about him. So you don't even need to ask me. And then Abu Bakr said, in? Even so, even though I know more about him, I still want to hear your opinion. What do you think about him? And then Abdul Rahman ibn Auf, he, he said a beautiful statement of very high praise for Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anhu. He said to Abu Bakr, he said, Ya Khalifa Rasulullah, huwa afdalu min ra'yika fihi. He is even better than what you think about him. I know that you value him very much. I know that you have very high opinion of him. I know that you respect Umar and you have a very high opinion of Umar. And what I want to say to you is that he is even better than what you think of him. He is even better than that. So this was the, the endorsement that Abdul Rahman ibn Awf gave for Umar to take over after Abu Bakr as-Siddiq then Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, he asked for the opinion of Uthman ibn Affan radiallahu anhu. Uthman also one of the very close companions of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So he asked Uthman, Ya Uthman, what do you think about Umar? I want to appoint him as my successor. And then Uthman radiallahu anhu, he said, Ya Khalifa Rasulullah, O Khalifa of the Messenger of Allah, from what I know, from, from what I know about Umar, his inside, what is in his heart, is even better than his outside. What is in his heart is even better than his external actions. And his external actions, everybody can see, they are great. But from what I see, from what I understand, what is in his heart is even better than that. So another glowing, shining endorsement from Uthman radiallahu And then Uthman radiallahu he continued, he said, and there is no one amongst us who is like him. He is the best one to take this position. There is no one from amongst the rest of us who is like Umar ibn al-Khattab. And Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu was very happy to hear this endorsement from Uthman. And he said to Uthman, Rahimakallah ya Uthman. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have mercy upon you ya Uthman. If I didn't have Umar, if I didn't have Umar, then I would have been happy to pick you instead. If I didn't have Umar, I would have been happy to pick you. Then Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu took a consultation from Usaid ibn Hudayr radiallahu anhu, another great companion of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Usaid radiallahu anhu, he said, Ya Khalifa Rasulullah, Umar is the best person of the companions of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam after you. You are the best and Umar is the second best. So yes, definitely he is the best choice. He is the best choice. I agree with this choice. So he took the opinions of a number of his close circle and they were almost unanimously agreed. Almost unanimously agreed that Umar was the right man for the job. That he was the best person to take over after Abu Bakr. So they were almost unanimously agreed. But there were a few people, a small number of people who didn't agree. Who didn't think that Umar would be the best choice. And their reasoning was that Umar is too harsh. He is shadeed. He is very harsh. So one of these 
people who had this opinion that Umar was too harsh to be the Khalifa, one of these, these men entered upon Abu Bakr radiallahu an to give his opinion why it shouldn't be Umar to take over. Abu Bakr radiallahu an, remember he's sick. He's in his bed, he's lying down, he's ill. And this man comes into Abu Bakr's room to talk to him about his decision to appoint Umar as his successor. So this man says to Abu Bakr, he says, Ya Khalifa Rasulullah, O successor, O Khalifa of the Messenger of Allah, how will you answer to Allah? How will you answer to Allah if he asks you, why did you put Umar in charge of the Muslims while you know how harsh he is with the people? What if Allah asks you about this? What will you say to Allah? And then Abu Bakr radiallahu an, he said to the people who were around him, he said, sit me up. He was lying down because he was ill. And he said to the people, sit me up. Let me sit up. So they propped him up so he could sit up. And then he said to this man, are you trying to scare me? Are you trying to scare me? If Allah asks me this question, you know what I will say? What I will answer? I will say, Allahumma inni qad istakhlaftu ala ahlika khayra ahlik. He will say, he said that I would say to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if you ask me why I put Umar in charge, I will say, Ya Allah, oh Allah, I put in charge of the people, the best of the people. I put in charge of your people, Ya Allah, the best one of your people. So Abu Bakr radiallahu an was very confident that this was the right choice and that Umar radiallahu an was the best from amongst the people to choose from. So now Abu Bakr had decided that yes, I'm going to appoint Umar ibn al-Khattab as my successor. He will be the next Khalifa for the Muslims. So he called Uthman ibn Affan radiallahu an to come and write it down. He wanted to make it official. A written order that I Abu Bakr appoint Umar ibn al-Khattab to succeed me after I pass away. He wanted to make it official in written form. So he called Uthman radiallahu an to write it for him. So he dictated it and Uthman was writing it down. So remember Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu an, he's ill, he's very sick. He's coming in and out of consciousness. The sickness had reached such a level that he's going in and out of consciousness. So he calls Uthman to write this, this decree, to write this official order. And he starts dictating to Uthman and Uthman is writing down. So Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu an, he starts, he says, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Uthman writes it down. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Hatha ma ahida Abu Bakr ibn Abi Quhafa fi akhiri ahdihi bid dunya kharijam minha wa'inda awwali ahdihi bil akhirah dakhilan fiha haythu yu'minu al-kafir wa yuqinu al-fajir wa yasduqu al-kathib inni istakhlaftu alaykum ba'di So he started dictating what Uthman was to write. He starts, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. In the name of Allah, the most gracious, the most merciful. This is what Abu Bakr, the son of Abu Quhafa, has decided at the end of his life in this dunya, where he is leaving this dunya and he is about to enter the akhirah. He is about to enter the hereafter. And the hereafter is a place where the disbeliever will believe. The disbeliever will see the truth in the hereafter and they will become believers. The disbelievers will believe on Yawm Al-Qiyamah. And the evil people, they will have certainty. 
in the akhirah they will know they will know what the truth was once they are being punished in the akhirah and on that day a person who was a liar in this world will be forced to tell the truth in the akhirah and then he started with the contents of his decree he said inni istakhlaftu alaykum ba'di surely i have appointed to be my successor after me and then he lost consciousness of course he was about to say inni istakhlaftu alaykum ba'di umar ibn al-khattab but he lost consciousness just before he could say the name he said inni istakhlaftu alaykum ba'di and then he lost consciousness surely i appoint as my successor after me and he lost consciousness and then Uthman radiallahu anhu who's writing this he has a decision to make and he's afraid like what if he doesn't wake up what if he passes away so Uthman radiallahu anhu he made the decision he made the ijtihad that i will write what i know he wanted to say i will write myself umar ibn al-khattab so he completed that sentence inni istakhlaftu alaykum ba'di umar ibn al-khattab he wrote it and then after some time abu bakr radiallahu an he regained consciousness again and when he regained consciousness he asked uthman he said ya uthman read what i have dictated to you read the letter read what what has been written so far and then uthman starts reading it and when he gets to the part inni istakhlaftu alaykum ba'di he says the part that he wrote too inni istakhlaftu alaykum ba'di umar ibn al-khattab and then Abu Bakr, when he hears this, he knows he didn't say that yet. But when he hears Uthman say it, he says to Uthman, Jazakallahu khayra. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you with good. You made the right decision. You feared that if I died, then the Muslims may be left without a ruler and it would cause confusion. It may cause disputes. It may cause fighting. So you knew what I wanted. And you wrote Umar ibn al-Khattab. Jazakallahu khaira. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you, Ya Uthman. And Ya Uthman, you are also a person who deserves this type of position as well. You are a person who deserves to be a leader as well. You have shown that you are a person who has leadership qualities. So he praised Uthman and he commended Uthman radiallahu an for making that call, for making that decision to continue and to write the name of Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu So now it has been written down that Abu Bakr has appointed Umar as his successor. Then Abu Bakr wanted to announce this to the people, announce it publicly to the people that I have appointed Umar as my successor so that there would be a smooth transition of power. So they carried him out because he was so sick that he couldn't walk. So they carried him out to the public so that he could address the people. And he addressed the people and he made the announcement that I have appointed Umar ibn al-Khattab as my successor. I have appointed Umar to take control of the affairs of the Ummah after I pass away. Are you pleased with this? He asked the people, are you pleased with this? And the people said, Radina, Radina, that yes, we are happy with it. We are, we are happy with it and we accept it. So this is how Umar ibn al-Khattab was officially declared to be the successor of Abu Bakr as-Siddiq by the decision and the decree of Abu Bakr as-Siddiq in his own lifetime before he passed away. Shortly before 
he passed away. So next week, inshallah, we will conclude our series on this great star of the Sahaba, the Khalifa of the Messenger of Allah, Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu anh. Next week will be our last session on this, inshallah. And then we will continue with the next star, the next Khalifa, Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anh, after Ramadan, inshallah. So next week will be the last session on Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu anh, bi-idhnillah. We'll speak next week about the passing away of Abu Bakr and his burial, inshallah. Barakallahu feekum. Wallahu ala wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.